It's Tuesday, June 9th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show. Today, we talk about The Sopranos, performing comedy to an empty room, our dog pooping in the car, Daily Dose with me, Jen Grant, your comments, and more. And we kick it off with the beautiful music of Mike Bennett. All right, well, check him out. Word Man of Alcatraz, Mike Bennett, and um, play us out. This is called There's No One Else Like Me. There's no one else like me, and I'm sure you must agree. From Inverness to Waikiki, no one else like me. There's no one else like me. What you get, that's what you see. No hokum or chicanery. No one else like me, there's no one else like me, neither real nor imaginary, well I can't be beat for modesty, no one else like me, there's no one else like me, up in the air, on land or in the sea. I'm fast as wind and tough as a tree. No one else like me. There's no one else like me. Oh, you could say I am an oddity. Well, I think you'll find it's rarity. No one else like me. There's no one else like me. A rinky dinky dinky doodle dee. On a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no one else like me. There's no one else like me. Not a word of a lie do I tell thee. I beat Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee. No one else like me. There's no one else like me. It's been decided by the grand jury. So just beware of forgery, no one else like me. There's no one else like me. Oh, I could go on endlessly, just like Bohemian Rhapsody, but not like Solomon Grundy. No one else like me. There's no one else like me. And all the world is full of jealousy. From Inverness to Waikiki, from Halifax to Moosonee, from Moscow to Schenectady, from the Rocky Mountains to the Bay of Fundy, Italy, Romany, and Dundee, from Tallahassee to Poughkeepsie, Timbuktu to Timbuk3, from the Okeechobee to Omimi, all the way from Turkey to Albuquerque, Albany, Tuscany, Chamonix, Hackney, all the way from Goose Bay to Moose Factory, no one else like me. Nobody. Thank you very much. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> now, why don't we do a take? Taz, wait a minute. Let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodri. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delicepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am I doing? Yeah, Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the... Ah, 
fuck's sake. See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Not really, I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio in the beautiful Gatineau the Wills. <laughs> Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is John Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Sigs. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> You and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People I need to lose, sing a little song, then take a shower, Julian Dion. It's it's a show, it's not an hour, it's a show, it's okay. Broadcasting to you live on a Tuesday morning, Tuesday, June 9th. Coming at you, of course, from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hi, hi, hi. Waste of Gatineau Hills, two, three, four. Come on, West Quebec, yeah. Oh, is Jen's mic on? Are you with us? Oh, yes, I am. Oh, good morning. Good morning. You're so quiet. I'm like, uh... I know, I was just waiting for you to do your morning spiel. Oh, the spiel. It's a rainy morning here. Jen is with me over my right shoulder. My right, your left. Yep. I think it's... (laughs) It's very white on camera. The headshot? Yeah. Well, that's true to life because I'm real white. Whoa, easy. Because uh, of racial tensions, get mm. it? You shouldn't identify it as anything. Welcome to the show. Pale, pale, pale. Pale, 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 pale. We appreciate you watching us. Uh, if you are with us on Facebook, good morning. We're live on Facebook, of course, Monday to Fridays at 7 a.m. Eastern. That's 1 p.m. in Germany. We're big in Germany. Like David Hasselhoff back in the day. Silka's watching. Oh, good morning. 
Germany. Guten Morgen. I'm just going to call her Germany. You represent the whole country. Two, three, four. It's such a waste of time. And, of course, reminding you that we are available on demand on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you subscribe to those platforms, the episodes are automatically downloaded to episode to devices of your choice. So we're right there, ready for cons- to be consumed by your ear holes as of uh, 10 a.m. Sweet every morning. Okay. It's handy if you want to. Oh, handy schmandy. Not use data and go for a walk, drive in your car and listen to us. It's really nice. It is. so nice. And you know what? It's actually, it's better quality than on Facebook because it's fun. Facebook is fun because it's live and we get comments and stuff, but the quality is way better after because Facebook compresses the shite out of it Mm -hmm. and it's all about upload speeds or whatever, whereas, anyway doesn't matter yeah it's not interesting here i just i fell asleep actually so boring pencil mustache you'll see that in about a couple seconds gen z from on the delay anyway we're here we're live Mm -hmm. this episode of course brought to you by gringo's blazing sauces we'll get to that in a little bit we'll get to the daily dose that's what color my mustache actually probably would be if i had one pencil yellow Mm mm-hmm uh, a two H HB two or two HB? What do you well what that, but transparent. Oh, I'm very fair. My eyebrows are transparent. Mm, they are. You, ba- you basically have no eyebrows. No. When you when you don't have your because you darken them. Yes. Not to not to give away all of your secrets. Everybody does practically y- your beauty secrets, but without that, you look like. Um, AJ in The Sopranos when his friends shaved off his brows oh my at God. the party. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a joke. I was just trying to think because he said no eyebrows. I was trying to think of uh, somebody without eyebrow, uh, eyebrows, and that's You're what. You're digging a hole. Oh, obviously it's a joke. Hello. 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 Goodbye. We're obsessed with The Sopranos again with the royal we. <laughs> I hate hmm. when I do that. I'm obsessed with the royal. With the royal we, with the Sopranos, you? Mm, oh, I love it so much. Yes, we do. Oh shit! This I did is it again. a weird. Uh, we're on the last season, so we're starting to grieve the loss of not being able to watch it. We are. I know, and it really is the best. If you've never watched the Sopranos, do yourself a favor and get into it now. I had never seen it. Jen watched it years ago when it first came out, and I I can't stress how. Because so many people over the years were telling me, and this one guy I was working with at the restaurant, Chris, actually his name is Christopher Soprano on the uh, Facebook here, he comments once in a while. He's obsessed with the show, would always tell me to watch it. I was like, yeah, I mean, I get it, it's a good show, but oh my God, it's unbelievably beyond good. It's the Mm -hmm. best show ever made by far. And I don't know what we're going to do after, so we're, once this ends, I think we're going to consume other things by... That James Gandolfini was in, yeah, movies and, and Nurse Jackie, just to kind of yeah, keep Carmela keep things alive in our minds and hearts, because it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just so. What's good. her name again? What's her real name? Heidi? No. Heidi. Uh, what's her real name? I was just gonna say it, and then Heidi threw me off. Now I don't remember. Uh, um, uh, Edie. Edie Falco. Well, Heidi's not that far off. True. From Edie. True. Heidi Thelko with a T H. 
The only thing about watching other shows that are related to the original love that you had was that you'll think of that all the time. Like you kind of want, in, in fact, in this season, this season six, he, this isn't a spoiler, but Tony Soprano is having like a dream or whatever. And he's another character and it's weird. Like I, what? Like he's talking like, not like Tony Soprano, like he's such a good actor, but he's just playing a different character like a businessman. Yeah, it seems and like it. I don't like it because I'm like, no, I want I want Tony. I know because as awful as he is as character, they have these humane qualities or humane or human. Yeah, human, very uh, likable. Likable. They'll, they'll tell each other to fuck off and then kiss on the cheek and hug. And I don't know. It's just these. Beat, them, beat each other up, but then, you know, I yeah. love you and we're a family. And yeah, it really is the best show ever made. Oh. And uh, yeah, I don't know what we're. I wish there was a pill out there that I could take after it's over to forget and then rewatch it. You know what's sad too is that we know. Anyway, this is kind of a downer on a rainy day, but it's also sad because you know James Gandolfini's dead. I know. (laughs) So the whole time you're like, I love James Gandolfini and what a great actor he is, and I love Tony Soprano, and they're both dead. I. How do you know Tony Soprano's dead? No, I don't mean he's dead. I oh, just mean Oh, geez, spoiler. No, 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 I don't, I don't mean I that. don't know. I don't know anything. He's not dead. Oh, he, well you said I love and James no, no, Gandolfini no. and Tony Soprano and they're well, both they're, dead. Because by the t- they're dead to me because by the time I finish the show it's like he's mm. gone, everybody's gone. That's just sad. It's pretty wild also how in the show they wrote so many lines about him having a heart attack. You know, people say, well, he's a heart attack waiting to happen and stuff in the show, like his associates yeah. and so on. And you're like, yeah. oh, Jesus, you really did die yeah. of a heart attack. I mean, it's... By season six, it's interesting because I don't know how much later he does pass away in real life, but... Uh, seven years later. Because he's very overweight in the uh, sixth season. The sixth season season is in 2006 and he died in 2013. Like he, you know, it makes you think if he had really turned his life around, he could have prevented that because he was not old when he passed away from a heart attack. No. I don't know how old, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, and he he really does get like considerably more overweight. Yeah. With uh, with the episodes or the seasons, and then this season, because at first he's like he is overweight but kind of stocky, like when you see him in the pool in the pool. Right. He's kind of... um, He's one of those guys that you wouldn't call, like, overweight, but... Big boned. Mm Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm just looking something up real quick. He was 51. Shit. That's young. Of course. Big time young. Very young. Ugh. And in Italy when he died. Yeah. On a... Ugh. Anyway. (laughs) It's... uh, He's such a good actor. I oh know. my god. It's just so good. You guys get into it the yeah. Sopranos and oh, I was yeah. reading that it's uh it's more more popular now than ever because when HBO was back then they had about 4 million subscribers when it was on so it's not that crazy. And there's a new podcast out and it is new. Oh, I got to listen to that. With Michael Imper- Imperioli and who is Chris was Christopher Christopher and uh, what's his name? Steve Sharippa, who plays Bobby. They have a podcast called Talking Sopranos. And basically, there's a new episode every week. And what they do is they go through the seasons from pilot to the final episode of the series. 
And each episode is one in in order. Is uh, they talk about an episode, like the first one when they talk about the pilot and the casting and how it happened. And so it's too bad they're not all out right now because I would after after we watch an episode like they're not at season six yet in the podcast. So, but mm-hmm. you could go, you know, if you're on season four, episode three, you could go and look, okay, see what they say about that, all the behind the scenes and the stories and whatnot. And That's very cool. Everything. So I'm excited. I'm excited. What? That was weird. Jill, um, Jill Rick just said, watch Peaky Blinders next. It's an Irish family of thugs after the First World War. My number one fave Netflix ever. Yeah, I've heard good things about that show. I, I'm interested in that, too. Yeah, well, take your suggestions because I'm already uh, mourning, like we said, the 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 end of this season. I know I don't know how it ends, The Sopranos, but I know that it's... A horrible ending. I've heard. Well, that. stop! Don't oh. tell me anything. No, I don't know the ending. I, I just haven't. I haven't seen the ending. I've only ever seen, I think, to mid um, season. I don't even think I ever saw. I think I saw mid, maybe up to the middle of season five, but I never saw the end. End. And some people say it's like the worst finale ever because of the way it ends. So I'm not looking forward to that feeling. Oh shit! But. Don't tell don't me know. anything else at all. No, I, I, I don't know how it ends. All I know is I that don't it, even want to think about that, though. Like, I just want to ex- experience it without yeah. any expectations. I Yeah, that's true. I, I And my reservation... So watch it. Watch The Sopranos. Because my reservations at first was like, oh, it's an older show. Am I recording? I just want to make sure I'm recording. Yes, okay. Phew, phew, magoof. It's an older show, right? It started in uh, 97. Well, they shot the pilot in 97 and aired from 99 to 2006. I was like, yeah, whatever. But it it's, it ages perfectly. There's no... It's not like, ooh. It's it, it, And it actually, in fact, even more so, there's so much nostalgia in, mm-hmm. in it. Just the decor of their house and... I know, it's so The way comforting. they dress. Yeah, it's comforting. It looks like everyone's house, like your friend's house when you went... Yeah, it's true. Back in the day, and and also if you were like me and you saw it, you know, twenty years ago, it's a whole other experience seeing it when you're older. Like when I was like twenty years ago, I was like so much younger that I didn't get it on the levels that I get it now. So you you really it's worth another watch. And I've forgotten a lot. You you'd be amazed how much you forget in twenty. 20 years, frig. I just watched, like, with all these shows on Netflix where you have to wait for the next season, like Ozark, when Ozark season three came out, I was like, what? Or four? I don't remember which one it was most recently, but I didn't remember a lot from what happened before. Like, a lot. Dead to Me season two just came out. I could rewatch the first season, and it was only, I don't know, a year in between, maybe less. Mm. So, 20 years, you forget a lot. It's worth a watch. I just love the show because the the contrast or the juxtaposition, if I may, between them being these awful people, like we said, and yeah. then just putting so much importance on family yeah. and being good parents loyalty. and loyalty. I don't know. Yeah, there's so many contradictions. Like, loyalty is so important in the family, but Tony screws, like, everything that moves, you know? Spoiler alert. Well, that happens, like, the first episode. I know. Yeah, it's... Anyway, the best show ever that I've ever seen. Because it's not just about the content, and, and it it's about the feeling it invokes, and it's... 
you're like, oh, you, you just, you're rooting for the most awful people, yeah. basically. And you really are rooting for them and you're, <laughs> yeah. anyway. And it's also, funny. It's a really funny show, too. It's really funny. It is. And also, um, it, I think it was one of the first shows that was that raw and violent. And it kind of reminds me of breaking bad in a lot of ways because when breaking bad came out it was one extremely violent and disturbing but so good that it was worth like before that show came out i couldn't watch a show like that because i'd be too upset yeah but because the acting and the writing is so unbelievably good you can tolerate it for i mean maybe you can always tolerate i know you can i still hide my eyes during the sopranos i'm like can i see it yet and you'll watch the whole thing but it's it's worth it it's that good but imagine that 20 some years ago well it was like the first show like that where it was basically every episode is essentially a a movie it right. w- was one of those first um, yeah. shows. I can't imagine that coming out once a week and having to wait. I know. We have the luxury of, of binge watching, but... Yeah, those violent scenes, I don't know. Like, someone gets shot in the face with a shotgun, I can watch. Someone uh, hangs himself, It's that is disturbing. More more than any yeah. gory, gory thing. Like, mm-hmm. the episode yesterday, someone, I won't say who, in case you haven't seen it, he hangs himself off the rafters in his basement, and it's... Oh yeah. shit! It's long. It takes like two minutes, and he's squirming. It's oh my god! That that to me is more disturbing than anything. Any violent, gory scene, like yeah, I could watch someone get shot in the eyeball. It's like okay, it's it's makeup or whatever. But yeah. with, with someone hanging themselves, there's no makeup, there's no blood or anything. It's just like quiet yeah. struggle. Yeah, and then death. Did and it's you? almost like when it happened in that situation, you can tell the person kind of regrets it as soon as he jumps off the. Th- Anyways, yeah, it's and then awful. you're like, you want to just jump through oh. the screen and help them. There's a movie that came out a few years ago, maybe like five years ago, six years ago, and it was about racism, and it was about I can't remember, but there was a scene in it, and there's the same. It's a hanging scene, and it's really long. And the director obviously did it on purpose to be that upsetting. It was maybe seven years ago, actually. I went in the theater to watch it. It was uh, an Academy Award nominated or won tons of awards. And I wonder now if they took a little piece from that scene because it's very similar where the director, you can tell that they chose to leave that on as long as possible so that the viewer could really get an idea. And yeah, yeah, it's. Sorry, I totally cut you off. No, no. I didn't mean to. Yeah, and, and I mean, we've all known people that have taken their lives that way. So you just kind of put, you just think of all that. Yeah. It, when it's I was in high school in the 10th grade, uh, our neighbor, one of our neighboring high schools, in well, in Dieppe, I went in Shidiak, and they had so many hangings that year. Like, it Oof. was just this thing. It's, people did... I can't remember how many in the in the school year, but close to double digits. Yikes. Our school had two or one or two. So I was thinking of that when I was watching. It's so disturbing. I, I, those are That's the worst scene I've seen, I think. Out yeah. of all the violence I've watched on that show, 
<laughs> it stuck with me. I was thinking about it after yesterday. I'm like, oh my God. I know. I wish I could unsee that. Yeah. A lot of things we wish we could unsee nowadays with all of the, uh, not to segue, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but all the protests and the shootings and the violence that's happening in the States, everyone's filming with their phones and body cams from cops are being released. Uh, there's so much things in the last month that I've consumed that I wish I could unsee. Oh my God. Anyway, I, I won't go down that road. I Yesterday I found out that a gig I'm doing, I'm supposed to host this TV gala for a French, in a French comedy festival in Quebec City. And when COVID hit, Corona, you know, everything was so uncertain and everything, literally gigs I had in November and December have been either canceled or postponed. So zero gigs this year. But yesterday, out of the blue, my manager calls me and he's like, I need your script for, for it's called Comedy Ha, the comedy festival in Quebec City in August. He's like, I need your script. They called me. I'm like, okay. But what he goes... He goes, it's still happening the same date, I'm like, which is August. So I have to do this TV taping in a small theater. The same theater as last year, Jen, mm-hmm. uh, Petit Champlain in, yeah. in Quebec City. It's the oldest theater in North America. It's 400 years old or something like that, 300. I don't know. Don't quote me on the age of it, but it's the oldest, the first theater in North America. Wow. Which is crazy. In Quebec City, it's Petit Champlain. It's really, it's small. Maybe what? Would, would you say 200 people? Yeah, something like that. Anyway, so my manager's like, yeah, they need your script. Because when you do a TV taping, they need word for word what you're going to say. And they go through it. And uh, they also need that for lighting and sound cues and all that. So I'm like, oh, shit. All right. And the thing what, the thing is, I didn't submit or, or audition for this for this because usually often you'll be asked to audition or submit a script and then they you either make it or you don't but I w- I didn't have to audition I it'll be the third year that I'm doing this this TV taping and so they just asked me asked me last year to host one in 2020 so I I have no material ready for it so it's happening in August without at an- all you don't have any <laughs> I mean, all of my material, I, I feel like I've already done on TV, oh, so God. it can't be anything I've done on TV. I haven't been on stage in three months. <laughs> it's happening in August, end of August. Oh, God. A TV taping to no audience, because the thing is, they have to do these things because they, I, I guess they get grant money or whatever, so they they have to go like go through with these tapings and at first they were thinking of moving it to January or whatever they decided no we're keeping it since the government is allowing gatherings of so many people which will only include you know camera people lighting people sound techs managers and agents and other comics so I'm like this is crazy my first setback will be after a six month break (laughs) And will be a TV taping with material I've never tested on a live audience. I think that's a great opener. <laughs> it's crazy. So but I'm so nervous now. Given the circumstances, now. you can open with that. I bet you would it would relax you, because everybody's experiencing the same thing. If yeah, I should do a comparison. Like that's like like being a ask, surgeon or something. Asking a dentist yeah. to take six months off and then do a, an eyeball transplant. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's really wild. So then I'm like, 
so even even just submitting the scripts so my manager's like when can you have it in f- for me i'm like because they're because they're like there's a bit of a sense of urgency i'm like i didn't even know this was still happening we're in the middle of a pandemic what do you like so i have to even just submitting the script i'm like where do i start like just sit down and it's going to be like writing a blog but i give them that a humorous blog or column and then submit that well, thank God you're like a veteran in comedy because imagine you're four years in, five years in, and you have to do that. Well, that's the thing. Some people, it, it's their first TV taping. Oh, I, I actually know somebody. It's their first time doing a TV thing. No audience and no The only thing that's no okay about it is that there'll be no like real gauge on whether you're doing well. It'll be just like doing the rehearsals because again every time you do those TV tapings you before so let's say the taping is at 7:30 8 o'clock at night with in front of a live audience you usually get to the theater around 1 or 2 and you do what's called the Q to Q so you go on stage and just for the camera people all the texts and sound and lighting and you do the first minute or so of your of your set and then you do the last minute or so you don't do the middle It'll be like that, but doing the full set. And when you do your cue to cue, you can hear the crew laughing. Um, you know, I've I've done those rehearsals where it's like, okay, you you do it, and you can hear a couple chuckles from. I mean, they're very sparse and off in the distance. It's not like a wave of energy you can ride and <laughs> onto the into the next bit. But it does help to have some feedback, mm-hmm. at least like one little chuckle. It's kind of like those you see those um, tapes of. SNL auditions where there's just like four people there watching and uh, anyway so I'm really nervous I'm like what the hell I can't because again one another thing is I did one in January and it was a lot of new material that I had never done but I was able to at least run the set once in a small club or something to to in front of an audience won't be able to run it once. Well, at least everybody's in the same boat. That's true. And at least that is when true. you that do that the taping, me. I actually would, if it were me, I would 1,000% open and throughout the set refer to the fact that these are crazy COVID times so that everybody knows that that's your set from the COVID time where you couldn't practice. Mm-hmm. like, And that you had to have new material based on never generating it in a real way. I actually have to write this down because that's good advice. Because uh, taken out of context, it might look weird. But honestly, it's you're really lucky that you've been doing stand-up for, you know, over 10 years. 14 years well in December. Over, well over 13 and a half, 10 years. 13 and a half years. Like, that's that makes a big difference. Yeah, I know. Because now you're like, and remember, everyone is in the same boat. And at least there's not going to be any. And it's your opportunity to kind of not really care too much. Because you're going to care because you're a professional, but you're not going to. The thing is, too, like you said, I mean, you can't bomb if there's no audience. So you really just have to play to the to the yeah. TV audience, yeah, like to the cameras. I wonder if they're going to la- add some laugh track. They, they must. I, it'd be weird to just have a quiet... Because I asked my manager yesterday, are they going to pipe in some laughs after? And he said, I, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. It's never been done before. So, But yeah. he he was pretty optimistic about the whole thing. I mean, he's just happy that uh, his comics are working. But yeah. I really wasn't expecting that. It's great. But I, I wasn't ready to be like, okay, I'm going to write uh, you a 
You're ten, lucky, actually. Ten minutes set this week and submit it. You're lucky that you can do that. Because, That's true. Because Why am I complaining? Does it's it sound money? Like no, no, no. But it's money, first of all. Um, and m- most comics are not getting any money at all from comedy. This. Well, unless you're doing Zoom, and that's way worse, I think. I think it's worse than... And then, also, it's in Quebec City, which is a dream place to go and have a gig. Yeah. Stay, staying at the Chateau Chateau Frontenac. Yeah. It's so they beautiful. Put, put us up there. It, it's a great gig. It's a great festival. And it's such a great city. It's a beautiful city. It's a nice getaway. Um, oh, yeah. my gosh. Remember when we went there? Was it last year? It was last. Oh my god. Okay, well that's good. Let's tell that story. Oh my god. You know what? I'm loving this this right now because I came on today thinking I, I I went on Twitter to look for things to to talk about. And what's annoying about Twitter is when you see things trending and you click on it, the first 100 tweets are why is this trending? Making it trend more, but I'm like I want to get to the bottom of it. So like this morning I'm on Twitter trying to look for little nuggets to to jump off, you know, jump off points to talk. And one, it was like Robin Williams is twi- trending. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then I open it and everyone's like, why is Robin Williams trending? Oh, since Robin Williams is trending, here's some pictures of him. Oh, Robin Williams is trending. I'm like, stop addressing that it's trending because then you're burying the real reason he's trending. Anyway, I couldn't get behind any, like down to the bottom of any things that were trending this morning, some K-pop stuff. So I came on and I'm like, oh, I guess we'll just roll with it and talk, see see how long we can go. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you're doing the show too. It uh, it uh, it helps. But anyway, this last year, so I was doing this exact same taping, but a spot and instead of uh, hosting, and it's Quebec City. It's this French comedy festival called Comedy Ha. And being in comedy for, like I said, almost 14 years, I'd never heard of this festival before, even though last year was their 20th anniversary. It's a huge festival and a huge management company, like a production company. So we've we've been going, Jen and I, for the last... Actually, they had an English component to the festival two years ago, and uh, you actually did some shows as part of the festival. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fun time, and you, they put you up at Chateau Frontenac and whatever. So last year... It was our first summer with Gordy, our Irish setter. So he wasn't, uh, what, well, he wasn't quite a year, right? Was he at that point? That, yeah, he yeah. was about eight months. Anyway, so we uh, <laughs> we were leaving and uh, to go do this TV taping. And we le- we live about four hours from Quebec City and the Gatineau Hills, just north of Ottawa. So we, we leave. And I had to be at the theater for two o'clock. So we set our alarm in the morning. For like six, we're going to get up, pack the car, bring the dog with us because we're going to go to Quebec City for one night. It was just one night I was doing that thing and then continue on to New Brunswick for a little holiday. So it was all planned out and, you know, time is of the essence because it's important to be there at two o'clock when you have to do those sound checks and those rehearsals and whatever. So the day starts off. We had our alarm set for six o'clock. I opened my eyes. You know how you can see outside that it's definitely later than what you set your alarm for? And it was 7.30. I'm like, oh, shit. It's, we're already starting an hour and a half behind our planned schedule. So then we start. We get out of bed in a full panic right away. Start getting ready, loading the car up. And the reason we were getting up so early is because we had a lot of stuff to do. 
before leaving. So we're like freaking out, scrambling. I don't do well in those situations. Jen will attest to that. Mm-hmm. Remember the high-pitched Newfoundland? Oh, gosh. That's another story. Passport. Anyway, so I'm panicking. I'm not helping the situation. And we're just f- throwing things in suitcases and th- packing and the car. And having a dog to get ready is a whole other thing, too. Yeah. We weren't used to that. Getting the house ready for leaving for a long time, it's a its a whole thing. We hadn't done anything to get ready, basically, to go on this trip. And we were just reserving all of that for the morning. Which, in retrospect, maybe wasn't the smartest way of going about it, as we learned. But anyway, so now we're frantically just f- throwing things in the car. Uh, we have this puppy. or We're just freaking out. <laughs> Finally, we pack the car. We're ready to go. Put the address in the GPS, and it says we're going to get there at 2.12. So already without leaving, or if there's no traffic or delays, I'm going to be there 12 minutes after I'm supposed to. So I'm like, oh, shit, whatever. So we get in the car, and I'm driving. Gordy's in the back. He's on his bed. And a few days before, he had eaten a little felt mouse. Cat toy. Cat toy. It's like plastic wrapped in felt. And we Googled it. And they're like, he might pass it. Some people said, oh, he might pa- he'll pass it separately, like the felt, and then the plastic will come later. But you have to monitor it. And we called the vet, and they're like, just monitor his his poops. And so, and he it, it gave him diarrhea. It was, <laughs> hope, sorry if you're having breakfast, but this super liquidy diarrhea. <laughs> anyway, we're... So we're going down the highway. We hit traffic. I think everybody's seeing where we're going with this. Yeah. We're anyway. We, there's. Oh, did I give it away? No, no. But I'm sure if I was listening, I'd be like, I think I know what's gonna happen. So we're here. just about 20 minutes down the highway. We hit Gatineau, and oh, we're in a standstill, like just traffic. So I'm like, oh fuck. So then I see the time creep up on the GPS. Now it's like gonna be 2:30 by the time I get there. I'm a half hour late for this friggin' TV things, I'm panicking. I And I'm not pleasant to be around, being an idiot. And then we get past the traffic, we're bombing down the highway. And I'm like, we can't stop. We cannot stop. And then Jen, Jen goes, I have to pee really bad. So I'm like, okay, fine. Let's pee. We're about an hour and a half into the drive. And then you suggested, you're like, should I let the dog do his business and I'm like no, no we have no time right now he can hold it because we put him in the crate at night for seven or eight hours and he, he's fine he never goes in the crate so we keep bombing down the highway and then he starts whining he's in the back he's like he's whining back and forth and at this point Jen is driving because I'm going through my my notes my script my like what, what I'm gonna do and at this point it's gonna be 240 because we stopped to pee anyway i'm like okay yes maybe we should stop next exit just pull off to the side and i'll i'll get him to go to the bathroom while as i said that i turn around and he's really trying to hold it in but it's just coming out he's shitting all over the back seat the worst it's just picture it's a hot car on a hot summer day and dog diarrhea is coming (laughs) It's coming up. And I can see he's the panic in his eyes because he doesn't want to. He's trying to hold it in. But it's Poor just little guy. It's just coming out. So I start irrationally freaking out, losing my mind. I'm screaming. <laughs> so and we're on a busy highway and Jen 
pulls over to the side, the right-hand side of the highway, and I go around the car to try to open the door, and I, it's, I can't. It's packed to the brim on the passenger side, the back passenger side of the car, so I actually have to go around on the busy highway side where cars and trucks are zooming by, open that door, grab him by the collar, and then bring him in the tall grass by the highway for him to do his business. <laughs> it was awful. Cars are flying by. And then... Um, Can I tell the rest of it? And then he shit on his bed. So, yes. But the smell was just awful. Go ahead. Yeah. So, then... So the smell's terrible. We have to take off the cover of the bed, put it in a plastic bag, cover it. And remember, we're like a half an hour late at this point. Oh, uh, longer. Now, now we're about 45, 50 minutes late. So we keep going. And I have to drop Julian off of, at a sound check. And I have to check into the hotel by myself with a puppy that has the shits. So I'm like, oh, God. And the hotel, it's like, it'd be one thing if it was just like this motel that's really like, low budget or something it's like the chateau frontenac it's one of the fanciest beautiful most beautiful hotels in the country i get there i can't also i can't can i tell a part you're missing yeah we're driving we get into quebec city okay and now we're about an hour and a half after the dog shit the car and it reeks in the car and um but we've we've resigned to it we're like okay let's just get Drop me off. Oh, yeah. you, you go check right. into the hotel and we're Forgot. fine. And Jen goes, I just, I still smell shit. It's as if it's like in my nose. I still smell it. I'm <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's in the car. It's like, no, I don't know. I feel like it's it's somewhere, like it's still, like there's actual shit. So then she looks down and she was wearing Birkenstocks and somehow shit got jammed, like, mushed between her foot and the sandal in like in the midst of the whole panic and everything somehow i don't even know how it happened it flew in between her foot and the sandal so she kept mushing it for like an hour and a half while driving and then she uh, she has thought it was like dirt or whatever so she kept rubbing it on her opposite leg it was on her under her left foot so she kept rubbing her so her, now there's poop, her, poop her right, on my calf. Her right calf yeah. and shin trying to like get this dirt off. So she's just spreading <laughs> oh, it's terrible. poop so, on her legs. Yeah, and there's no way to really properly clean it because it's really wedged in there. So then we're in the car. It was quite a day. So then I'm arriving at this fancy hotel. You dropped me off. I drop him off. Was I telling it wrong? Why do you want to jump in so quick? Because I just wanted to talk. I okay. want to talk about my perspective on the on the story. Because the rest of it, you're at a sound check, and I can tell my part of the story. Right. So then I drop him off. He gets in there, and then um, and then no one. He's all panicked about being late, and no one's there. Right. No other comics are there. Yeah. So I get dropped off, and uh, so meanwhile, I was texting the producer saying, you know, on my way late. Sorry, traffic. On my way late, dog shit in the car. On my way, it reeks. And so I'm texting the producer. So when I got there, everybody knew. The crew, everybody. So I show up. Now I'm just over an hour late. It's after three. We're all supposed to be there at two. I'm the first one there. And then everyone's laughing. They're like, oh, is it true? Did your dog really shit? And I had pictures and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, here. So everyone's laughing. There's no comics there. They're like, you're the first one here. No worries. I'm like, oh, my God. All of this stress 
for not for nothing because I I didn't I couldn't have known that would have been the case, but I was overreacting big time. I mean, I was screaming and I was not a good person for a few hours. You can say that again. I was not a good person mm. for a few hours. So I get to Shadow. F- I drop off Julian, and then I still have to drive another, not long, but it's touristy there. There's lots of pedestrians, so I'm trying to like maneuver my way through these very small streets of Quebec City. It's beautiful, but I'm trying to like maneuver, figure out how where to go, how to get in there, what to do. Well, yeah, it's the old, Shadow. It's old Quebec City, so it's built on the side of a cliff. Beautiful. And it's all narrow one-way streets and stuff. So it's not like, oh, I can just easily just drop off, go there. And yeah. You, and, and you're dropping me off at the bottom of this cliff slash huge mountain, and the hotel's way at the top, so you got to yeah. kind of make your way up. So the dog is seven, eight months old at that point, and he's, you know, hyper. And he's trying to, and I'm totally worried he's going to poop again in the car. He's wiggling all over the place. I'm trying to focus on driving. So I drop Julian off and then I get to Shadow Frontenac and and I have a language barrier. So I'm trying to speak French. I'm like, oh, parle-tu anglais? And he's like, "Eh, not really, like in French. And I was like, "Um." and then I just tried to say in French, do you mind if I park the car so that I can take my dog over to the park that's right, right next to the hotel so he can poop, right? Because, and keep in mind, I have to check in with this dog, but I can't leave him anywhere. Like, I can't just leave him in the car because it's summer um, and it's hot. And I can't just, I'm nervous about walking him through this beautiful lobby of this amazing, <laughs> magnificent hotel. What if he just stops? He's seven, eight months old. He, you know, it's so unpredictable at that age. He might just stop in the middle of the lobby and take a crap. While all these people, and it's busy, busy, peak summer season, everybody's there, it's so busy. So even when I'm stopping the car to check in, there's a million cars, a million. So I say oh, to yeah, the guy... It's, it's such a tight place, too, where you, where you check. There's, It's not... Yeah, you have no room. No, none. So then I say to the the guy, and I think he can tell I'm like... And remember the, the dried piece of poo on my sandal from the dog from earlier so everything is just (laughs) layered and layered and layered so I say to him in French in my very broken French do you mind if I just leave the car here for a second and I am crossing my fingers because I'm thinking this guy's gonna go look around lady are you fucking crazy you can't just leave the car here during peak season in Quebec City so he's so nice and he goes yes go ahead I was like oh my god first like relief so I get the dog out we walk over to the park he does his business I clean that up I've got my poop bag I put it in the garbage then I'm like okay fine like now I feel a little bit better about checking in with this dog plus everybody loves the dog right so everybody's stopping me on the way in because he's a beautiful dog and you don't see Irish setters a lot so everybody's like everybody's like oh uh yeah, what a beautiful dog. Is that an Irish setter? Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I can't talk right now. I just need to focus on checking in so this dog does not poop in the shadow front knock. <laughs> and, and I'd also like, there's all these comics that I'm meeting of your friends and I'm just, I'm frazzled. <laughs> so I'm frazzled. You're at sound check. I'm by myself checking in this young dog into the hotel. So, <laughs> so finally, I get checked in, I get the dog upstairs, I park the car, 
I come back in and then we have to get a dog sitter for the dog while while we're out for and then we get this like lady we pay a a dog sitter to come and stay in our yeah well it makes hotel sense room. like you can't leave just a dog unattended in a fancy hotel if it starts barking I mean nobody can do anything about it so they have this service where you can hire just that dog sitters. Expensive enough. I feel like it was 50 bucks for the night, but it was worth it because I was like, we want to have a good night of not worrying about it. But then, you know, she's kind of an odd woman. It was this like hippie woman retired. And uh, <laughs> so we hire her she, and she comes and stays in your room. So it's kind of like, OK, all right, I guess. I mean, she's provided by the hotel. So obviously there she's vetted enough to stay in our room so she brings the dog so she basically just lounges in your hotel room and with the dog and takes him out for a walk and that's it watches tv amongst your stuff so we're sitting there or we're gone and we're checking she sends texts and very nice every so often an update and so we 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 had her until about 1 a.m so <laughs> around 12 30 we decided to go back to the hotel and I remember we go up to our room and we didn't text exactly like we're or we're here or anything. We just thought, you know, we're on the way. She was expecting us no later than one. So we get to the room. I put the key card into and then I open the door and it's like blocked. It's like I can't open the door because she's on the floor. <laughs> she's on the floor. This woman in her 60s, like with the dog, just like oh, all tired and disheveled. It was so intimate. She's like, oh, hey, yeah, he was great. It was all it was so weird. Remember? Yes. And then she left. She went in the mini bar and left like cash, like a few tunies because she had some Pringles. <laughs> this is all very weird. <laughs> anyway, that was our experience. Yeah. She was odd, but it was nice to have the break because after that crazy day, it was nice to just have a few drinks and hang out. I would out. do it again. I would hire her again. I would hire her. That, uh, yeah. just, I mean, we will have to if we go... Uh, with the thing. Yeah. I wonder, I don't think we'll take the dog though this time because we're not going to be going to New Brunswick. Right. And, uh, yeah, crazy story. Crazy story. Daily Dose, Daily Dose, get the news from coast to coast. Daily Dose, Daily Dose, all your news from coast to all coast. The news in the <laughs> the dog just woke up again. He, he wakes up every time you dance. Well, he can probably hear me because he can't hear what we're hearing in our headphone. No music. So in the closet, he can probably just hear like. <laughs> He's not doing anything now. Interesting. I don't know what that is. So uh, here's your daily dose for Tuesday, June 9th. So something I noticed while gathering some news stories is that Justin Trudeau got a haircut. Oh, shit. So I guess uh, things are becoming a little getting back to our new normal. Mm. I didn't even realize he needed a haircut until I saw that he had one. And I was like, okay, so someone got a haircut. No way to hide that. And uh, in uh, some news, it's kind of a light daily dose, which is nice. Nothing too heavy. But this is kind of gross because it's the second day in a row I'm talking about sewage. 
But many sewage facilities across Canada around the and around the world are seeing an increase in discarded masks, gloves, and wet wipes being flushed down the toilet. Oh my God, idiot! Can you what? believe people are flushing these down the toilet? Uh, and no, that would never cross my mind to flush a mask down the toilet. Well, what are the? It's it's very. I don't even flush my tampons. <laughs> well, good. I actually have a sign on our toilet that says, please don't flush your tampons because we can't. We're in the uh, country, but it's an ongoing problem here. I People don't even just show up at our house. They use the ongoing. bathroom and, and just flush their tampons. We're like, excuse me, do we know you? <laughs> Hi, I'm here to flush my tampon. <laughs> no, um, but th- I don't think you're supposed to flush tampons in general. FYI. Just just I don't think that's really you're supposed to put them in the garbage. In the garden. Hmm. Oh, in the garbage. And also, just a side note, uh, this podcast is not sponsored by Diva Cup. However, I would actually ask them to sponsor it because I I believe so much in that product. It's it's great. And you don't have to worry about waste like that. Mm -hmm. But that's a whole other story. So Remember we have a friend that used Diva Cups and she would take a used filled Diva Cup and feed her plants with it? Gross. Who was that? Oh, I I'm can't, not going to say. say. Tell me later. <laughs> Ew, I don't remember who that was. Do you tell do, me later? Do you remember that at all? Yeah, it's disgusting. Gross. Uh, I, I know, I, I'm glad you're saying it's really gross. Not. I didn't want to sound misogynistic by saying a, a cup of period blood in your... Not a cup, but a diva cup. Not like a 250 well, milliliter cup. I mean, like, are we... <sighs> You know what? I I know that we need to be more sensitive in in our in the world and caring about other people. But I think some people you can have or some things you can have an opinion about, right? Can I say that I think it's I might I would not do that, and I'd be uncomfortable with taking my wouldn't that period make the, the soil scabby? Scabby. Yeah, once it dried up. Ew. Like if you put the the. <laughs> This is gross. Okay. This is the grossest episode we've done so far. We talked about poop, 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 and this is the second day in a row talking about sewage. But I, I think this story, <laughs> story is important to talk about because, because uh, it's very, um, it's an analogy or symbolic of the way that many of us treat the planet. It's like out of sight, out of mind. We'll just flush it down and then it just disappears and goes nowhere. No, it goes somewhere and it's actually screwing up treatment centers. And it it's just, it's a way, it's, it's not the way you're supposed to dispose of these things. So at these facilities, the way it works is, I'm sure everyone knows this, is that poop gets separated from the non-biodegradable <laughs> items. This is those, a gross episode. Those items are dried before ending up in a large waste pile. And at this point, they're matted and this is really gross. All the stuff that isn't biodegradable. Why go through the details of what's happening? In because the- they've noticed that they can see medical gloves and and items such as condoms showing up. in the. You're not supposed to flush condoms down the toilet either. And I'm, I'm saying it because people think that you flush something and it just goes poof, it's gone. No, it goes somewhere and somebody's got to clean it up and it's got to go separate. Don't do that. And also flushable wipes are not actually flushable. Like it's not good. So people should stop doing that as well. This is the most fired up and passionate I've heard you. This Maybe this could be your new cause for... Well, it's upsetting. Social justice. But it can clog your toilet at home, too. So be careful. Why would you want to do that as well? And um, 
you may think that the disposable masks are are okay because they feel like soft cotton, but they're almost almost all made from non-biodegradable materials such as polypropylene. And the other day I was out and I forgot my mask, which is a mask that somebody made here in the village uh by like by hand uh sewing machine. And I didn't realize how good an idea it is to have those masks because you can actually wash them and reuse them. <laughs> I thought I actually thought you can say you were going to say you can actually wipe your bum with them oh and then gosh. wash them. And then I guess you could do that if you really in a pinch. We've all been in that public restroom where there's no toilet paper left. Use your mask Use and your then mask. fold it up nicely, put it in your purse and wash it. Um anyway, so there's uh people are suggesting please uh stop flushing your stop being a dum dum and stop flushing your gloves and masks down the toilet dum 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 dums here's another story entrepreneurs <laughs> are improvising this is less gross entrepreneurs all o- all over the world and in Canada here are improvising to keep their companies afloat in given this climate we've all had to improvise and figure things out and and just figure out a way to stay alive in Moncton, New Brunswick, for instance, your hometown, Jules, mm-hmm. Luke Jalbert, Jalbert saw sales plummet for his bathroom deodorizer product, so he decided to launch a series of new products, um, including one of the things was a portable low suds soap on the go, based on a recipe dating back to the bubonic plague of the 14th century. So if he hadn't, he says he would have been in a pickle if he hadn't pivoted. Um, which makes sense. Luke, this Luke guy from Moncton, made his name with a ju- with just a drop a toilet odor eliminator. I didn't know that was from New Brunswick. That's pretty cool. Yes. Oh, but that's an old product. Yeah. So he made. That's how he made his name. But I guess he's had to adjust because maybe not as many people care about to- toilet odor eliminator <laughs> while they're at home. You'd think they'd. You think those sales would be doing really well? That just to drop stuff is incredible. I remember it came out around the time I was working for Assumption Life and and finance, and we had some at the office. It was great. You just put just a drop. I don't understand how it works. It's some sort of herbal oil or something, and it creates this barrier on the toilet water, and you can just. <laughs> <laughs> this is a gross episode. What the hell is wrong with us? I know. It's kind of interesting. This is also about sewage. <laughs> interesting? No, but uh, did you know that that guy, the inventor of that, was from New Brunswick, New Moncton? I feel like I did. He said he's not sure why, but his sales of that product dropped by 50% once the pandemic hit. And maybe it's because people are are um figuring they'll only spend if they're on a budget they're going to spend money on stuff that's yes i would consider that a luxury product it's if you're tightening the belt uh poop drops are probably low on the list of things you're going to continue ordering if you're tightening your belt while loosening it to open it to go poop do you get it at walmart and shoppers and jean coutu and all the real retailers customers just picked up their toilet paper their basic essential items and they didn't pick up just a drop (laughs) he said Anyway, with revenue falling, he started to look at new opportunities. So smart. He's like, what are people prioritizing now? And that's obviously hand wash. 
For his company, um, it's called Pre-Lam Enterprises, he and his two-company chemists began researching plagues and pandemics and discovered a recipe for a mixture of essential oils of eucalyptus, rosemary, cinnamon, cloves, and citrus that was used during the bubonic plague in the 14th century. For what? For this uh, suds, what's it called? He called it, it's like a a portable uh, soap on the go. Like he's created this new uh, product. So, so you can kind of use it without water or anything? Yeah. You can just uh, wash your hands? Yeah. And then wipe them or did you not even? I don't think you have to because it's essential oils. You probably just rub it in your hands and it's like a healthy uh, kind of hand sanitizer. Mm. He said he researched all those ingredients and found them to be very beneficial. He just wanted a small portable bottle of a low suds soap that he could take with him so that to uh, get out of the store, he can wash his hands um, with a bottle of water in the car. Oh, no, I guess he can't. You can. You use the essential oil with the water. There you go. He branded the product Soap on the Go and started selling it early in the pandemic when shoppers couldn't re- couldn't find hand sanitizer on the store shelves. This is what... You know, that's a smart entrepreneur, but... Um, and he, is it selling? Yeah. He said he also put his chemist to work on a modern recipe for hand sanitizer. And if he hadn't pivoted, um, he would have had to lay off a bunch of people and the company would be in trouble. Now, if I look at my general revenues, they're more... He says he's more than double because of that pivot. So good for him. And it ends up benefiting his employees too. Mm-hmm. Um, here we get a little bit depressing again. Andrew Alexander, chief, uh, so the CEO of the Second City Improv Theater. Where, where did he poop? Oh, I, mm-hmm. I know this is going, sorry. The you, you do? I think so, go ahead. Yeah, the Second City Improv Theater, he's the CEO and co-owner, says he's stepping down after a former performer leveled accusations of racism against the comedy institution. Oh, I thought he died, yeah. I don't. I didn't know where that was going. In a lengthy letter posted on the company's website, Alexander said he failed to create an anti-racist environment where an artist of color can, might thrive, and he's deeply, deeply and inexpressibly sorry. So it's not a story about poop, just a dipshit. Go <laughs> ahead. Alexander's announcement on Friday followed online criticism from Second City alum, alumnus. Dwayne Perkins, an actor, comedian, and writer on Brooklyn Mm Nine-Nine. Perkins said that the company had refused to hold a benefit show for Black Lives Matter unless half of the proceeds also went to the Chicago Police Department and it created obstacles for the performers of color. Oh, my God. (laughs) Unreal. And here's some funny, kind of funny, interesting news because I thought, you know, the Daily Dose, here's what's beautiful about the Daily Dose, I'll tell you. It doesn't have to be just news things. It can also be tips. And here's a tip. I have a question for you, Julian. When putting away the groceries, do you check do you check the advice on the packaging or do you just stick stuff in the cupboards or fridge as you always do? Like do you just do you consider that? I don't know. Well, no, I don't really. Well, apparently many of us are storing items the wrong way. And it can really have an impact on the taste and how long they last. Uh, here's here, there's this graphic here. Um, I don't know if I messaged it to you. Maybe I did. If if I did, you can put it up there. Well, I know that for example, ham goes in the cupboard, 
ground beef goes in the bathroom. Yeah, perfect. So far, you're you're great. Canned food goes in the freezer. Milk goes underneath the sink with the chemical products. Shut up. Okay, so I sent you two things. Don't don't comment on the picture I sent you of the person for now. Okay, keep talking while I pull it up here, Jenny. <laughs> Hi. And um, I'm sending it to you now, the graphic that I was that I'm going to talk about. But don't talk about the picture of the human that I sent you. So there's a graphic that I just sent you, which items shows which items should be kept in the fridge and the ones that should be left and which should have left. Oh, that might be kind of confusing. One of the things that was surprising was that people surprised people most was the cucumber, which is apparently meant to be live in the cupboard. What? Do you see it? Do you have it? Yeah, I don't. But you sent me two things, and you're telling me not to say anything about one thing. What? I'm confused. Just, just show the picture with the list of the fruits and vegetables. Okay, showing it now. Don't talk about the other thing. Okay. It says, um, "Fruits not to refrigerate." I don't agree with this stuff, though. Things don't last as long when you don't refrigerate them. What do you think? I I do agree with s- not can you read refrigerating. Them quick, quick, because uh, people that are listening, oh yeah, audio true. Only this is true. So li- for refrigerating, you have you should refrigerate apricots, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, cherries, cut fruits, figs, grapes. The veggies you should refrigerate are green beans, carrots, radish, cabbage, cauliflower, spinach, celery, broccoli, and cut veggies. Do not refrigerate. This is where it gets interesting. Apples, avocado, bananas, obviously. Kiwi, lemons. That's weird. Mangoes, oranges, papayas, and peaches. Okay, I agree with the papayas and peaches, but the mangoes would go bad too quickly. Or the, um, yeah, mangoes and lemons would go bad too quickly. And apples. But they say here to not refrigerate your cucumbers either. Hmm. Eggplant, garlic, ginger. I don't know about that. Peppers, potatoes. I don't refrigerate potatoes, sweet potatoes. <laughs> I love how you're like, did you know we do we store things wrong? No, that's wrong. No, that I was I'm doing it all right. I know, right. it's so true. <laughs> but tomatoes you shouldn't refrigerate for sure. They get weird. Mm. Okay, and the other thing that I okay, so that's the daily dose, but I want to bring something up right after. So Okay. Daily dose, daily dose, get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose, all your news from coast to all coast. News and headlines from Jen Grant. Did he get up again? Hmm? Did the dog get up again? Yeah, he, but not as enthusiastically as before. I think it's because I jump in my chair and stuff. Yeah, maybe. If you're just tuning in, when I do the Daily Dose, I dance because uh, one of our listeners, PM, go down one time. Anyway, long story, but I don't remember why I do it. Now you're committed forever. It's like I know. Ellen. It's like Ellen DeGeneres uh, has yeah. to dance. And she hates it. Did you guys know that? <laughs> she's probably sick of it. She No, she is. She's always hated it. She's admitted She's not a dancer, and she hates dancing. <laughs> she's not good at it, and she doesn't like it. And now she's like forever; it's her thing. I think I don't think she does it anymore. Yeah. Well. Okay. So can I show the other thing? Or not I, yet. I, well, not okay, yet. Geez. So PM says good morning. I was just listening to yesterday's episode, 
Speaking of Julian with no hair, the only time I met him, he had no hair and a jean shirt. Looked a little bit like a younger and prettier Dan Brigat. Big, 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 big yeah, uh, uh, Who is a... I uh, got that a million times. French French uh, rock, and s- rock and roll singer or something. <laughs> I don't know why you said that. So he is like, a French rock and roll singer. So I was like, and so who is Dan Bigras or whatever? Bigra. Bigra. I, he's a, I don't know, a musician. I don't really know who he so is. So I, I looked him up and I sent you a picture of him. Yes, it's this guy here. I got that a lot when I was, when I shaved my head like this and I would do podcast like video podcasts and tv stuff i would get all these comments he looks like dan bigra or whatever it's this guy but like english canada doesn't really know who that no guy is. i well i'm i'm acadian and i don't know who this is i mean i don't i don't know a lot of quebec culture but i love quebec for that anyway this this is uh yeah, yeah well, well you're we'll definitely younger you're definitely don't really look like him but if you did, you you're a younger. I love how PM said younger and prettier. Mm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take that, Dan. So, what do you think, Jules? Do you think you look like him? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't know. And if you're listening to this on the uh, podcast, Google him. If yeah, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, he looks like an old turtle. <laughs> <laughs> That's I look like a young turtle. No, yeah, I got that a surprising amount of times. Mm, all it's right. amazing that Quebec has its own scene so much. Scene, so. man. It's true, though. Cause do we have any comments? Yeah, yes, we it do. is. Sorry, did you want to go uh, talk about Quebec scene? No, it's okay. Silka says, hello, hello. This is me, Cool Tune. Missed you guys off the top. The cool Tune was from... Uh, oh, yeah, shit. I should have mentioned that is, of course, Mike Bennett, the word man of Alcatraz. The, uh, he wrote uh, the Daily Dose jingle. That's him there that you can hear. He wrote uh, uh, Garage Baby's uh, Waste of Time, the two versions, all of the versions. It's him. He yeah, wrote. He's awesome. uh, he recorded the uh, Now Broadcasting Live and Totally Insane. That's him and his neighbor. He's uh, all, he's very much all over this this podcast since mm-hmm. since day one. And that's from episode two of the podcast. We had a great interview, and then he played that song. Um, there's no one else like me. Hmm, that's great. He's great. Silka says, by next week, um, I will have more time again. So I guess she'll be able to, because she said, I missed you guys. And she hasn't been watching the last couple of days, but she'll have more time next week. So that's good. She said, nice seeing you guys. Uh, Jill Rick posted that comment about the show. Doug says, good morning. He says, uh, oh, awesome yeah. about you doing your show in Quebec City. Um, and then Silka wanted to know if we bathed the dog in the Chateau Frontenac. And I said, no, but he didn't really, he wasn't messy. It was just me with, the, that's funny. Eh? It's just Jen with the shitty legs. Yeah. I had shitty legs. I bathed myself, Silka. I definitely got in the shower and I also disinfected my shoe, but the dog was totally fine. Right. He was just pampered with his dog sitter and stayed at the Chateau Frontenac. Oh yeah. He was fine. Yeah. Steve, Steve says, good morning, Julian and Jennifer. Good morning, Steve. All right. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, yeah, that's it. Okay. So, um, were you going to do the thing? Yeah. Okay. And once again, 
This episode of the Julian Dion Show is brought to you by Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Do yourself a favor and go to gringosblazingsauces.com for a wide variety of the best salsas and the freshest hot sauces and grilling sauces and barbecue sauces and jellies. Doug Knight, our friend and yours, chef by trade, along with his entrepreneur wife, Laura, uh, bring you Gringo's Blazing Sauces. They're obsessed with finding the perfect balance between heat and flavor, and they nail it every time. Creative sauces. We've done taste tests, tastings, I should say. I hate when I say that every time. We've done tastings on the show before, and uh, it's a great success. I love them. Our fridge is full. Do yourself a favor. Or the hot sauce lover in your life a favor and experience the flavor of Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com. It's free shipping for orders over $40 in Canada, and they ship all over North America. So once again, go to gringosblazingsauces.com. So good. For more. The beauty about being sponsored by uh, Gringo's is that we... Like, I can speak for myself, but I know we can do the we for this because we both love uh, his sauces so much. So it's so easy to sell. It's so easy to promote something you love, 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 love. They really are the best um, sauces I've ever had. Hot sauces and salsa. The salsas are insane. Yeah, you're upset. You practically drank that. There's a scorpion salsa. It's hot. It's fresh. They don't use preservatives. They use lime juice to preserve their salsas. So it's amazing. It's so fresh. It's amazing that, you know, other companies... I think I think it's great, too, uh, supporting a smaller business because they don't cut corners like a big, huge... I think that's one of the biggest challenges, right? When your company gets really popular, not to cut costs to the point where it compromises the quality. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's well so friggin' good. Like, do really do yourself a fit. You're gonna be so happy that you did. Gringos. <laughs> All right, that's our show, everybody. Bye, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you for being with us once again. We are live on Facebook Monday to Friday at 7 a.m. and available on demand on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate, share, and do all the that good stuff. We appreciate it. It goes a long way. It doesn't go unnoticed. Jen, thank you. Love you. Oh, she's already gone. We'll see you tomorrow. Be kind to one another. Be safe out there. And as always, watch your head. Waste of time. Just a thin nervous shadow Walking backwards down
Time. 